Hello, welcome to the self-learning podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start discussion on Unit 20 Survey Method. In Block 5, you acquired whenever required the skills of carrying out statistical calculations for arriving at significant results from the data collected during research. The question arises as to how do you collect data? What are the different ways of gathering relevant facts regarding the subject of your research? Unit 20 is about one of the ways of collecting facts and figures pertinent to your research. The unit begins with the question of why should one use the survey method of data collection. Next, it goes into the historical background of survey research and explains what is survey research. It mentions the practice of sampling in data collection, but does not go into its detail because unit 15 in block 5 and unit 21 in block 6 deals with the subject of sampling in ample detail. The unit discusses how to actually carry out a survey and outlines the advantages and weaknesses of survey research. Unit 20 is only an introductory note on the important subject of survey method. Units 21, 22, 23 provide you with full details of survey research so that you may actually carry out a survey as part of your mini research project. A requirement for completing MSO002, I hope that you have selected a topic for your research project and identified its methodology. Now, let us move to the next point, rational lay of survey research method. Social science research techniques are often classified into two categories, namely qualitative and quantitative. Qualitative research enables us to understand the subtle aspects of social relations. They are particularly useful when one is interested in probing a specific question in depth its meanings and they are different interpretations. However, qualitative methods also have their limitations. They are for example, more suitable when research is being carried out in a small setting or is focused on a specific group or community. Qualitative research are not very useful when we need to know about macro phenomena such as the demographic structure of the population or the extent and nature of the poverty or disease. Quantitative methods or survey research enables us to study these questions in a more comprehensive manner. Depending upon the requirements survey research can be extended to as large an area 
or population as a whole nation or even the entire world. Thus, when the universe of study is large and the researchers are looking for broad trends or patterns in a given population, they often resort to survey methods. In other words, qualitative and quantitative research methods are not opposed to each other, rather they are complementary. The two can be combined one enriching the other. An important feature of survey research is that unlike qualitative methods which are generally used by specialist researchers, survey research does not have the monopoly of sociologists or economists. Surveys have become part and parcel of modern life, constituting almost an industry. The contemporary world is often described as the information society. This implies that the flow of information has become its most crucial and central aspect. Recent advances in telecommunication technologies have made this flow of information easier as well as critical for the working of present day society, its politics and its economics. As is the case with information society, agrarian and industrial societies too were products of major breakthroughs in technology. Some sociologists think that they have been primarily three revolutions in human history, namely agricultural revolution, urban revolution and industrial revolution. However, the agricultural and industrial societies are defined primarily in terms of their major economic activity, that is the nature and means of production. By comparison, the term information society has a different connotation. While production, whether agricultural or industrial, continues to be central, it is carried out in a regime of information. In decision making processes, farmers and factory owners work on the basis of the available information. In some cases, the producers themselves generate such information before they plan production of certain commodities. Similarly, consumers decide about consumption according to the information that mass media make available to them. Markets depend a great deal on the flow of information. Each time a company decides to launch a new product, it undertakes extensive marketing surveys about the tests and purchasing powers of the potential buyers. Producers are expected to provide information about their products to potential buyers through advertisement, particularly in those media which have a large impact on the people. 
Information, its production and distribution has also become an important sector of the economic system. It provides employment to a large number of people and generates a huge amount of wealth. There are a number of professional organizations and companies in almost every country that carry out surveys for all kinds of clients, from business houses to political parties. This is what we meant when we said earlier that survey is an industry in the contemporary world. Information has also become crucial for the modern state and the functioning of the democratic system. Almost the entire policy making process of the modern welfare state is based on information. Global agencies involved and developmental activities either generate their own information about the economic well-being of population in different parts of the world or depend upon the available data on various subjects such as poverty, unemployment, health. The World Bank and the different agencies of the United Nations periodically publish reports on different aspects of the existing state of affairs in a given country. The political process too has become information oriented. Political parties in modern democracy closely monitor public opinion and articulate their priorities accordingly. Similarly, citizens in modern democracies also form their opinions about various political parties on the basis of information they get from their several sources. Philosophists who carry out surveys on public opinion before elections and make predictions or projections about the possible outcome of elections have come to acquire a respectable place in the politics and media. Television channels and newspapers undertake elaborate surveys during the election times on the prospects of various political parties and the voting behavior of people. Similarly, a country like the United States of America and other Western democracies, the media and the corporations constantly monitor the popularity rating of their leaders and political parties, both in power and outside. Besides the fact that the surveys have gained in importance in the modern world, they have always been an important research methods. They have been used for understanding the emerging trends or patterns in a given population or for testing hypotheses. Some of them may have policy implications while some may be purely for academic interest. For example, sociologists interested in understanding the process of secularization may undertake surveys on 
how often people perform religious rituals in their everyday social, economic and political life. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast. Thank you.